you got the truck with no brakes hauling this guy to the hospital. Yeah. Six In the hours. middle of the night off the mountain, Indian with his face fucking blown off. Hey, I'm Derek Fox, and you're listening to A Bunch of Losers. Stephen Lee is my guest today, third place of MasterChef Season 6. We talk death, farming, surviving, hitchhiking, running from the law, and so much more. Let's go, loser. Yeah, we're going to take it back. We're going to go back. Let's go back to when we first met. Do you remember when you first saw me? Because it was before cameras were rolling. Yeah, 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 before cameras were rolling, um... Well, I, I I don't know if it was the first time that I saw you, but I remember the first significant uh, moment. Yeah, like moment. Uh, what where was we, that? Where we actually had some, actually had some words. Uh, we're <laughs> we're sitting on the we're sitting on the uh, like the curb, some kind of little. Oh, it was a planter. Okay. And uh, was this at the hotel when we were doing the the test? No. Okay. Did we? Oh, we did that. So we took. That so we had to take together? that long ass MMPI dash oh, two test. We were there. We were there together on we that one. We were there together. You were sitting across. JP was handing out and administering yeah, the test. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, that test was wild, right? So for people that are, that don't know, so <laughs> <laughs> you have to take, you got to take a psych psych test, couple yeah. psych tests. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one that we took at the same time was the MMPI-2. It's 567 questions. Yeah, yeah. They want to, they learn about you. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so so uh, I lived with one of my dads was a chief of police. And um, so uh, I lived with him when I was growing up. And so I was familiar with those tests. Oh, shit. So, um, so, I, uh, so I downloaded a copy of that test that they're going to give us a <laughs> uh, couple nights before. And then um, I had Holly take the test because uh-huh. I knew they wouldn't let me in if I took the test. <laughs> so I, had, I was going to ask. I was like, how the fuck did you get past this test? So okay. I had Holly take the test. I memorized all the. You thing. memorized all her answers. Yeah. 567 questions. It was easy to memorize. All I had to do is the exact opposite of what I would do is what <laughs> she would do. <laughs> Dude, people do not get. People do not see this on MasterChef. The kind of thinker that you are yeah 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 dude i had them going for fucking long before i showed up yeah yeah, yeah. I, I knew that i knew i was gonna get fucked on that test i knew uh, there's no way i was gonna get past that first little hurdle so i was like hey holly can, come here <laughs> let's take this test together ah. <laughs> first i called up my dad i said hey, i got this what's that test that psych test and he's like oh yeah yeah oh yeah it's this one from harvard and uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. a test you can't pass or fail. No, no, yeah. It's just a psych evaluation. It's basically a it's basically a um a rotation of uh twenty four or forty two questions. Yeah. That they just ask in a different way. Yeah. So that way, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So I passed that test with flying colors. <laughs> you, caught, you I was on the A team, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'll tell so. To let the the viewers know, when I was taking this test, I had no idea what it was. So see, you were you were already more prepared than I was. I had no idea what this test is, and when I'm taking it, I'm contemplating my entire life. Yeah, I mean, it's question it's questions like, do <laughs> oh, you I like want to kill himself? <laughs> yeah, it's like questions like, do you do you like to tease animals? Yeah, yes I, or no? Like, I, like what? I, that's sick, man. It's like who the fuck does fucking. 
Yeah, bunch I remember of fucking felons made I, that test. I remember watching you across the table taking this, and I was like, I'm gonna have to go against this guy. Like, I could just tell your vibe, your aura. You were wearing a train hat, like a conductor's hat. Yeah. But you also had really cool hair. Your hair was really like it was all like spiky and wild. And then when you showed up day one, you shaved your head, and I remember the producers were flipping out. <laughs> Dude, I know. Fucking, they had to, I had to retape like a couple sessions and stuff, because I remember, yeah, I shaved my head before, and then they wanted me to grow it out. And so I was growing it out for however, you know, for like whatever three weeks or That's something, not long you know? Time. Right. And then, um, so I said, fuck it. So, so I just shaved it again. And, T- and tell us why you shaved it. I know why, but tell us why. Uh, well, there's there's the uh, there's there's also there's a couple reasons really, but um, you know, one is prudence and and um, you know uh, being pragmatic and just having one less thing to worry about. The yep. other one was uh, sort of whenever you go into battle, yeah, you, sh- you know, you just shave your head. I usually, you know. I just shave my whole body and just go in there, just fucking like, just like, ang, you know, just like, it's like got your war makeup on, your head's all shaved, yep. you know. You're gonna put on your Doc Martens. You're gonna go fucking kick something. And you like did. That. You had. You wore knee pads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, because I was sliding down like thirty feet of fucking uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah, wooden floors. You you were you thought about I was this a fucking crazy man. I don't even know who that person was. You thought about it differently. You just you you were coming in like I remember when we all we all got to the hotel and you know we're on however many floors and we'd all be getting out in the lobby to get go down the hotel to go to set and you'd take the fucking stairs. Yeah. You take the stairs down and you take them back up. And you and like the Wranglers would be like, no, no, Stephen, we're good. and you'd be like, you just kept walking. You yeah, had, yeah, you had that. your headphones on and you would walk and you would, and and it, everyone was like, this dude's different. And you were in our heads, you were in all of our heads. And then when I found out you were wearing knee pads, I was like, oh, this dude's here to fucking play. <laughs> I fucked them up. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and they're all like, they're all fucking. <laughs> Everybody cringe when I drop to my knees. Oh God! <laughs> They'd be like, ah. Well, because you would grunt too. You would drop me like, ah. <laughs> and everyone's like, make well, it thick. I can't hurt. We're like, this. Who is this dude? Yeah, that was fucking crazy. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah you was, were in everybody's heads, and it's fun. it's a shame because only like ten percent of it makes it to camera. No, like, I know. Yeah, and and there's so much that goes on, uh, off camera. Yeah. The 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 show's not done playing just because the cameras are off right the show is the entire right. operation from beginning to end from and that first phone call right and we're making we're making decisions in the kitchen based off so many other things than just gordon going this is your challenge today right like you were like that's you know yeah so let's yeah. go back a, a little bit further though when you when you auditioned where did you audition san diego you went all the way down to san diego yeah, I the whole thing started with a bet with my son. Uh, my son had just got a, a, a leading role in a, a little indie movie, indie film called um, uh, Diamonds in the Desert. He was ten years old at that time, just turning ten, I think. And 
I pick him up from school, and he's and then he's all like bragging because you know he's just fucking people, you know, filming him and stuff like this, and and he's like, oh, dad, you'll never get on TV or on the film, or you'll never be in films or nothing. I was like, okay, let's bet it, let's make a bet. I bet you, and um, I think I gave myself uh, six weeks. Or three months. I think I gave myself three months. That was a pretty fucking impossible thing to yeah. try to... You were like, I'm going to be famous before you, right? Isn't that what you said? I, I, something like that? To like, my son, I said... Uh, I said uh, He told me I would never be on TV. And I, and I said, I'll, I'll bet you that I am. And um, so we made that bet. And, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so I saw the ad on Craigslist about a cooking competition in uh, San Diego... And I didn't know it was for MasterChef. Wow, so, on um, Craigslist. Yeah, and it said it because all I had to do to win the bet was just get on, on TV. F- yeah, TV, yeah. film, something, you know, yeah. YouTube, whatever. I didn't even know, I didn't care. I just wanted to win this bet. So I fucking drag Holly down to fucking down there with me. We stay at the hotel. Uh, the real nice. It's a nice hotel. She always stays in the best places. Right downtown. It was just like two blocks away from. Where the competition was. If it wasn't for her, would you have stayed in the hotel? Or if you were there alone, would you have just slept in your truck? Oh, yeah. I no, I probably would have had to get a hotel because I had to... Um, you, had to you had to fucking... Bring food. Food, yeah. You had right. to fucking cook something and without fucking it. nothing to cook. Like, what... Yeah, you had to bring the food. Yeah, you had to bring the food, but it, That's what I was for wondering. the did next you, day. Right. Did, did you cook it in Palm Springs and then drive it out? Dude, I did my shit chilled. Right. And so uh, I poached it, yeah. And then I had my... You brought, um, you brought it all cold. My consomme was chilled. What did you make? I made... Uh, I did a five tomato uh, in iteration of five, uh, five t- tomato five ways. I had the tomato consomme. I had the tomato relish. I had the roasted tomato. That was all paired with the sea bass. And then... Um, and then... Uh, Couple fucking like uh whatever, dandelion greens or some shit like that. I really admire like, it, I developed this admiration for you over our season, uh, because of your approach of food, the way you see food, it, you definitely see it differently. And yeah, and I'm I'm the kind of guy that I really appreciate a different perspective. And when I see a bunch of people looking at something one way. I'm like, why are they doing that? And is there another way to look at it? And I try to step back and look another way. And like you, you right out the gate, you look at things the other way. Like you, like you've never, I feel like you've probably never followed someone else's path. Like you've always just gone your own way. Yeah. Yeah. And so the way, well, there might've been moments it felt unfortunate, but I mean, like, (laughs) yeah. When I know, like, the person I know, the person sitting across from me right now, like, yeah. y- you are so layered with so much. And I, I feel like that's how you, pro- you approach food, with just layers and layers. You can take a tomato yeah. and put it on the plate five different ways yeah. and blow yeah. somebody's mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, challenge challenge is uh, a big driver for me. Yeah. Challenging. Um, I also... Uh, I like to um I like to find something uh 
like the tomato or whatever vegetable I'm in the garden. I'm pick, and then you know I, I just like to see how many, you know, what I can do with this thing. Yeah, uh, preserving its preserving its integrity, just trying to make it what it was intended to do. Right. Like, you know, like I know what a carrot, like I know carrots from when they're just little baby seeds, you know, and they yeah. haven't done anything yet. And then, and then the carrot sprout, you know, tastes great. Delicious. You know, yeah. You know, and, and you can make a great pesto with that stuff. And, pesto or chimichurri. Yeah. 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 So, so I enjoy doing stuff like that. And, and, uh, the kitchen has been able to, uh, keep me relatively safe, you know? Yeah. So and do you do. do you say that because like your journey in life did have you found yourself because you do take different paths like in sketchy situations, dude? I'm like 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 what's like you know I mean I know you I know this version of you but like you know what's what's like the teenage version of you like because you're cur- you seem to have a very curious mind if you can look at a, a tomato and envision it in five different ways like. What were you like at fifteen and no rules? Yeah. Or because I mean, like, if there were rules, I don't think you followed them. No, I was punk, like circle jerks. I was skinhead yeah. situation. I was, you know, moving everywhere. I screamed in a band. I hung out with bands. I was like, yeah, on the road a lot. Like like the like the super punk rock in a basement, like <laughs> screaming through a PA. Yeah, I saw circle jerks in a in a basement. I saw suicidal tendencies at a house. Wow. House parties. House parties, yeah. yeah. Moshing and shit. Yep. Yep. Fucking hel- cop helicopters chasing you down the fucking freeway. Breaking up the party. Yeah, I'm running them down fucking. But your but feet. your dad was chief of police? My stepdad, stepdad, yeah, yeah. So I had so. Uh, was what, how uh, old were you when he came into your life? I, fuck, he. I thought he was. They told me he was my dad wow. until I was ten. Okay, but then my mom died, and then I met my real my uh, my dad, biological father, my biological father. So then, uh, so then I went to go. I had to go. I went to go live with him for a couple years, but uh, you know, he's. Uh, he was uh, schizophrenic and uh, had that disorder. Wow! So, so uh, he had that since he was a kid too. So, um, so, so it's like so I lived with him. I could I took it did it for a couple years, but his he, he was married and his wife. Um, <laughs> we just didn't get see that. So I had to go live with that cop down in fucking hey. Galt, Sacramento, basically South Sacramento. I had to be. I, had to, I was like you know the Diaz brothers from Stockton. Mm-hmm. Those kids. People like that like beat me up all the time. Oh my god! They're all the they called them the Vadio something from Thornton, the Thornton boys. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was hardcore. Wow. So uh, so yeah, so I lived with that. So I I had to leave that situation. Right. So if you're getting jumped by gangs, not jumped by gangs, but you know, just like it was still in high school, you know. So it wasn't like I what I think would be a gang now. It was more like high schoolish sort sort of thing, you know. Just like I got jumped, sucker punch. I times. got jumped. By a gang in high school, yeah, the MS thirteen gang is really, yeah. really big down in Florida. And oh and yeah, I was just in Fort Myers too, like two weeks my ago. My hometown, yeah, yeah. I was and in you Fort didn't Myers. Tell me, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Doing what? I fucking had to. Um, 
I had to cook a fucking party, man. Uh, you cooked a party on my home turf? Yeah, yeah. It was in a it was in a, a in a barn. There's cows there, there's sheep, and it was Oh yeah, a, well they couldn't have got me the, to do that. And they <laughs> and they're playing country music, but it was my daughter, because my daughter has uh she does like the alcohol version of what I do over here. She okay. does that, but she does it in yeah in that area that's kind of the most uh the kind of the busiest hub that tampa fort myers yeah. hub kind of out they of just, florida they just drink down there yeah yeah so uh so she has that kate a uh, uh, alcohol thing and but she had food tied to this one so, so she, she called me up i fucking fly, flew over there you went to my hometown yeah cooked on my turf i had pizza down in that little Walkway. Downtown, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so around the corner, there's a little cigar bar. Did you did you oh, see cigar bar? No, I was with Denise. So I tried to stay away from that stuff. Yeah, but it's like it's right by the pizza joint. But we would play. Oh, we would okay. play. Like we would play. Like before it was cigar bar. It was called something else. Yeah, I yeah. Maybe yeah. it was Neptune's. I think it was called Neptune's. Yeah. But I was 16 in a band. Yeah. And we would play there, and we would have to like. We we could only come in for the half hour slot that we'd play. Yeah. And then we'd play and then they'd kick us out because it was a bar, we were underage. And then oh. we'd go around, we'd have pizza at that place. Nice. That's so crazy. Nice. It's good pizza, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. They've yeah, been I there like forever. It. They've been there forever. Yeah. I got kicked out actually, because um at at the pizza place, yeah, with my that was with my daughter and my and my niece. And <laughs> <laughs> you got kicked out. Why? Yeah, I know, it's totally crazy. Well, I just wanted some more root beer, right? So oh I thought me and Nate, I thought we had a moment. Like I thought we were cool, right? Okay. Because you know he came over and he said his name and his yeah. name's on his I'm thing. Yeah. I said my name's Steven. You know we. I thought we were cool. So when he was walking from the door and we we're kind of in the back booth, I was like, "Hey Nate, can I get some more root beer?" <laughs> and he came back with the root beer and my check and that pin and everything. And okay. He said have a good yeah. That was it. He's like, get out. Get out. You were just too loud. I guess. See, that misunderstood. You were up in, you were up in Sacramento, and then you had to go live with the cop. <laughs> Is that what you call him? You just call him the cop? Uh, well, I called him dad for, like, a yeah. long time. Yeah. Um, How did it feel when you found out that he was your stepdad? Yeah, well, my mom just died, so I wasn't really thinking about that. Yeah. I was just like, they were sending me off to go live with somebody I didn't know. Yeah. You know, and plus he had all those issues and stuff like that. So um, that was tough. That was a tough time. Yeah, it was bad. Were yeah. you were you cooking then, like as a kid? No, that no? oh, I was uh, I was cooking. I I was making well, when my mom was alive, uh, she was a gypsy like person. She was out a lot, and uh, so I'd make steak and green beans was my my like that was your that thing. was my thing. Yeah. So I'd make steak and green beans, and then um, we have a similar. We kind of have a similar story in that way. Um, my mom got divorced and remarried when I was about 10, mm. uh, who is my stepdad. But I call him dad because like, he raised us. Yeah. Um, but my brother, my younger brother, uh, didn't know for a while that that wasn't his real dad. Yeah. Because he was, so, he was, he was an infant when my mom got divorced. And so when he as he started, you know, having memories, it was, he was around, he was, you know, he was raising us, he was our dad, and then our biological father um, was on his deathbed in, in Florida, we were living in Colorado at the time, we had moved to Colorado, and he was, he was in a coma, and he was 
in the hospital and uh yeah his new wife had called my mom and she was like uh brian's brian's dying everyone say goodbye to him except for Derek and dusty can we fly him down to say goodbye and then thousand dusty like learned that there he had a different you know mm. biological father mm-hmm. it was really hard for me too because it was the first time i had seen him since we left you know what mm. we left when i was five and now i'm like 14 yeah and he's just laying in this bed and he's pumped with tubes and like we said bye like both dusty and i go in there and we said and and my dad my quote-unquote stepdad you know he's my he's our dad he flew us he flew down with us he was like our support and that was like that was a huge moment um but when we we said goodbye and then we got back on the plane that day like we landed we said goodbye hung out for a little bit flew out when we landed in colorado we got told that he had passed away so like yeah he, he was kind of holding on but yeah but that's an interesting that's like an interesting thing to be that age and then find out a different story you're like wait a minute like yeah because it yeah. like do you feel like it caused any like identity issues like did you ever feel like you didn't know who you were for a little bit I'm so fucked up. <laughs> or do you still not know who you are? I'm so fucked up. You can't even begin no, to understand. I don't, I, I don't think you're fucked up. up. I don't think you're fucked up. Yeah. Like, I think you just, I think you just have a lot more layers than most people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's easy to, uh, I think for, as a human being, um, <clears throat> I, I believe a human being has, uh, has what it takes to adapt and overcome major traumas in one's life like i i was able to overcome this major trauma in my life but i've never been able to get back to that space before the trauma happened correct because there's a certain innocence there that i lost as a child i like i like how you made that point though that the trauma in your life you could you can never get back to the time before it yeah because i i remember the day it changed when I was told yeah. that my biological father was dying and I had to go say bye. And like, it was tears I couldn't control. It was, it was, uh, just emotion that I had never felt before. Right. I know. And you never yeah. forget that day. No, you never, you, it never goes away. It's like a, it's like a scar on your soul. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But it is interesting. It is interesting how we can, we can carry that and use that as motivation. Some people can't, some people get the better of them. No, right? for sure. Um, yeah. And it goes back and forth. There's not, you know, you never, I don't think a person's supposed to ever understand stuff. You you can't fully, you can't fully understand why things happen. Yeah. You just, that's, you know, you gotta just play, you know, what you got. Yeah, like you said, adapt and overcome. Yeah, just adapt and overcome and and get on with things and and, uh, pursue for, you know, purpose. Well, and I feel like a lot of MasterChef was that. It was a lot of adapting and overcoming because we're walking in. We have no idea what's happening. We're getting put on teams with each other. Like, the team challenges were crazy. Like, Vegas. Vegas was wild, right? Uh, that one, that's almost like a trauma in my head. <laughs> yeah, that was a trauma. Because <laughs> we're, we're getting told we're cooking on a rooftop. You know, we're all isolated from everything. But then they're also parading us around Vegas in our aprons and shit and it's like it's supposed to be a secret then it's not a secret and then we're cooking on the rooftop for we're we're cooking on the rooftop for 101 people and something went something went wrong with the set 
Yeah. And we kept getting pushed back. And we didn't cook till like three o'clock in the morning. Right? Or it was like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was late. Yeah. It was late. I know. And it you were crazy. still you had all the energy in the world. I did, dude. I know. And you manipulated <laughs> Shelly. I did. Tell that. You, uh, we had we were given the you and Shelly were captains and you guys were given the option of lobster yeah. or chicken. Yeah. And we're in Vegas. Yeah. And Shelly gets first pick. Mm-hmm. And you manipulated her. Yeah, yeah. And she picked chicken. I know. Well, I knew uh, she didn't know what to do with lobster. So, I... What did you... Did you say something to her? Did you, like, whisper anything to her? Or was there anything in the green room that you said to, like, convince her? No, there was things that she was saying Mm -hmm. uh, along the way up until that point. not, Not necessarily... Uh, attached to that particular event, but right. you know, you were just you were you were cataloging things that she was, yeah, she was saying. Along the way. Yeah, yeah, cataloging. I'm always, um, you know, you know, when I had my earphones on yeah. when I was, well, they weren't of, on. You right, were just listening. Yeah, I was. Listening. Well, I was on to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and some people, you know, never didn't figure that out and stuff. So I, I, I just listened to her, listened to her personality, her, you know, because. You're always television is uh is like a compression of life, right? Because it's all edited down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 the person going before the camera is only gonna be able to grab from whatever's in their toolbox, right? Especially on television. Yeah. So if she has no idea how to work lobster, she she just won't. She, she won't do won't, it. She won't pick it. However, so that so I knew she was going to do the chicken, so that enabled me to pick my team. Yeah, and I was also listening to uh, Jesse and Charlie from the south. Yeah, so they know lobster they know like lobster. crazy, yeah. right? Easy. Yeah, yeah. You were so. you were so set up for success on that one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what I loved about it is it just gave me adversity. It, it was like you were going to win that one from the minute you got lobster. It was like we're in Vegas, you're getting lobster. You could literally. Like you could you could make the people take the lobster out of the shell and they'd still pick yours over this stupid chicken roulade thing that it was, was like a- I was like I even said to her, I was like, wait a minute, you wanna we have an hour and a half. You wanna hammer out a hundred and one pieces of chicken, stuff them, tie them, and then cook them? I was like, that's insane that's- right now. What are you doing? That's a train wreck. And she didn't. She didn't listen. She didn't listen to me. Well, and, and then we sunk, and then, but then it gave me a cool moment. It gave me my favorite moment, which we went down into Gordon Ramsay's steak restaurant. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. She threw me under the bus, and I had to do the pressure test and cook that steak. Yeah. And so I cooked Gordon Ramsay a, a perfect New York strip, and he's like, "I'd serve this in my restaurant tonight. Whoever made this, step forward, dude." It felt so good to step out and look up at Shelly and be like, "You fucked up." Yeah. That was my favorite moment. I yeah. loved that. It yeah. was fun. Um, yeah. Okay. So the world knows now, because when this is going to air, the world knows we are back to compete on MasterChef again. Back to win. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Why are we doing it again? Yeah, that's a complicated question. Uh but uh, I'm sure without revealing what happens. Yeah, no, of course. Um, 
Well, uh, you know, you know, spite is a, an extremely strong emotion. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> so you're doing it out of spite? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, when you, okay, let me ask you this. When you decided, when you're like, okay, I'm going to go back on MasterChef, you knew I was going to be there. You had to think, I'm going to be there. Did you think that? Oh, I knew you were going to be there because they sent me uh, your, uh, you know, list of ah. things that you do in the park and rings and stuff like that. Why would they send you that list? <clears throat> they, didn't send, they didn't tell me you were going to be there. I don't know. So this is why this is why it's all like smoke and mirrors. This thing. Yeah. So, um, did you have a plan for me? You're like, I, this is what I'm gonna do. Like, no, I had my you, only plan was for Gordon. Okay. That was why I went. Is oh. because, because um, uh, you know, the first Master Chef was great. You know, had a great time, and then uh, it was fun, but it was hard. It was fun. It was hard, but and there was a lot to uh, I. I there's a lot that was reciprocated, you know, over time, you know, as far as uh, work and notoriety and all this stuff. Yeah. And it and it and it benefited me in in ways I can't, you know, wouldn't have been Quantify. able to imagine yeah. Yeah. prior. So you know, in that respect, I I was you know thankful to Master Chef and all of, and everything they do. Yes. Yeah, However, but uh, Gordon, on the other hand, is his he's his own person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I I separate Gordon from. Master Chef okay. as the entity. Okay. You know, I'll just talk to you about what I believe Gordon represents as the individual. Okay. And, and I felt after he had uh, said that, you know, he's going to invest in the food truck and all that stuff. And then it was just, you know, the way it kind of rolled out, just never, of course, it never happened, all that it stuff. It got complicated. But it just t- was so drawn out. It took so much of my time, right? Yeah. And so I just like jade. I got jaded, okay. so I just wanted to uh, get close enough to him to you know let him know that you're still in this game. Yeah, you know, and just uh, you know. Well, you. I mean, I look. I I've watched you work. Uh, you have a special relationship with food. I think you have a special relationship with with the ground we walk on. I mean, you like you travel. You have you, but you travel differently. Like you've hitchhiked. You, you hitchhike. You do like you've you've hiked the PCT, the Pacific you, Crest Trail. Yeah, yeah, I, I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail. But uh, you know what is even more amazing is that than uh, hiking the PCT. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this one's gonna knock you. This one's great. Okay, uh, now uh, if um, I'm gonna talk about my my uh, dish that I presented at uh, Master Chef the first time. Uh, no. For this last Okay, this apron. last one. Okay. Yeah, for the apron. Yeah, for the apron. The donuts and rabbit. The donuts and rabbit, right. Okay. The rabbit and donuts with uh, a prickly pear uh, ha- mesquite seed flour that I, I made you the flour You had prickly from pear on that dish too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had two iterations okay. of prickly pear. I had the rabbit loin uh, uh, dusted in cacao and, and mesquite. And uh, you flour. broke down the rabbit too. You didn't just... Because you, yeah, you, you could have asked. You could have said, hey. I did ask him. They gave me the whole rabbit anyway. Ah. They, oh, they, there was a lot of, uh, okay. what do they call, uh, skullduggery involved in that whole that process. Anyhow, so back in the day when I was hitchhiking around, I, uh, I landed in, um, in Cedar City, Utah. 
Okay. And south of Salt Lake, about 350 miles. And uh, I landed in that town with like, you know, about like five bucks or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I started knocking on doors to, uh, you find, know, find some work. <laughs> find some work, right? So this girl, this lady, first she's, you know, I knock on the screen door and, and um, the voice is like, who is it? And I'm like, Hi, my name's Steven. I'm traveling around. I, you know, I'm doing Tai Chi and and uh, I'm practicing Taoism. That's what I said through the door. You were practicing what? Taoism. What is that? It's an Eastern religion. Tao, the Tao, the way. It's where uh, the Yijing, you know, Tai Chi Chuan, that sort of thing. Anyway, I was doing that stuff. As I'm hitchhiking. You just say that like no like so nonchalant. Like like everyone like everyone knows what Taoism is and oh. practice it. No. Wow, dude. Like that's what I mean. You're so layered. I mean, like, like the first chapter of your book would be a hundred fucking pages. I know. You know? Okay, so you so, knock on this door, you're like, Yeah, can I, I pull some weeds? No. And then uh <laughs> Can I pull some weeds? Yeah, that's what I said. She said no. Did she have a bad weed problem? Like you're yeah, walking there by. some weeds in the front yard. I saw them. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for weeds to pull. Oh my that god! That was the work. So she did. So then the two girls came running out the door and said, "Hey, mom says you can pull the weeds." So I was like, "Great!" So I started pulling the weeds. Two girls come out again. Got some lemonade. I'm like, nice. Drink some lemonade. Finish pulling the weeds. This is a different time. This could not happen this day and age. <laughs> Girls come out again. Mom says you can stay for dinner. I like great. So like if, like Utah now, if you if you knocked on the door, you'd get shot. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So they so they she, let you stay for dinner. They let me stay for dinner. She gives me. She comes to the entryway of the door. I'm coming in the door. She's right there. Towel, washcloth, soap. She takes me to the bathroom. She's like, you can stay for dinner, but you smell. You need a shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get cleaned up first. Like, all right. So, you know, strangers home, getting naked and fucking taking a shower. It's you a know, kind of weird. Three yeah. girls in the front, you it's know. sucks. Whatever. Okay. So I get through that. And we sit down for dinner. You know, the two daughters and the mom and me. We're talking. And Is she, it she's single? She's a single mom? She's a single mom. She's with two daughters and two lets daughters. you in. Mormon. And this is part of the Mormon. catch. Mormon. She's Mormon. This is part of the catch. Right? Okay. So so her job now is to find me a wife. So we go have that conversation during dinner. This fast? It was, like, right. it, was that, this, it was that fast. It she's was just that fast. trying to find you a wife. Not only this, she's trying to find me a wife. She said then she's going to send her girls to the neighbor's house. She's got to go back to California to uh, finish her schooling. Can I stay in the house and clean her in her base out, basement? And when she comes back, she's going to give me 750 bucks. I said, mm, okay, let's do it. Oh, my God. So now so, you have a place to stay. stay. Are you watching her daughters? How no, no. The How daughters went up to the to the neighbors. Oh, oh the, she kicked the, the daughters out. Yeah, the daughters okay. were like, I would say like nine and thirteen or okay. something like that. Okay. Okay. So so I stay in there, clean the basement. She comes out, she pays me, she walks me across the street, introduces me to Mr. Lundgren, and asks Mr. Lundgren if I could work with him to herd a sheep. Okay. They take me up the mountain, and the lady says to me before I go off in the truck with Mr. Lundgren, uh, maybe something will happen to one of the Indians, and you can work for him full time. And I was like. You are so weird. Okay. What do you, like, she's going to put a hit on an Indian? So you're gonna take... <laughs> oh, my God. It's all coming back. Okay, so 
driving up, Mr. Lundgren, and um, I'm herding, and I'm herding sheep with the Indians. Okay. And, and this is where are you on a horse, or what are you herding the I'm, sheep with? They're on horses. Uh, Mr. Lundgren and I are in the truck. I'm okay. basically driving Mr. Lundgren around, following the sheep, making sure he's okay, taking him back to the cabin, up into the mountains. And anyway, we're doing that. And as we're um, as we're herding sheep, well, the Indians at the end of the night, Native Americans, na- yeah, the okay. one's a Hopi, one's the, uh, from uh, Hopi Indian, and another one's from Navajo. Okay. Those two tribes, wow. they're from the Four Corners region. Okay. So anyway, yep. so we're chilling. At the end of the night, they would make donuts, right? Okay. And and that's where I got the Hopi donuts from for my the Native Americans would make donuts. Yeah, we would chill out at the end of the night and make have donuts and coffee. As are at the end of urgent sheep and stuff like that. Okay. They, they call them Indian donuts, Navajo fry bread. Okay. And so that was that becomes the first component of my Your of dish. my dish, okay. right? So and, and and this. So you're around a fire. You're frying these. You're heating oil over a fire. The the, the uh, Indians were the yeah. They you, were they were cooking the donuts and giving them to me. I was you know right just you know part of the pulling weeds. Yeah, I was just part of the fucking scenery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, like whatever. Yeah, I'll have a donut. Okay. So, so we're doing that. So, so that becomes the first um, component of my dish. Now, this story can go in two different directions. I can take the story and finish it with my dish, but we can also come back to what happened to that Indian. Which do you want to go first? Um, uh, let's get this. It's like red pill or blue pill. <laughs> uh, let's find out. It, if we talk about what happens to the Native American, do we find out? You can still do the food. Yeah, but do we find out about the rabbit when the rabbit comes into play? Yeah, yeah, we can find out about the rabbit. <laughs> that okay. comes into play a lot later. Let's find out what happens to this Native American. All right, so so, so anyway, so um, <clears throat> I'm driving the truck with Mr. Lundgren, and uh, so we just okay. crossed the bridge. The brakes are out. The brakes are out. Are what? you rolling backwards? I'm rolling backwards, right? The brakes are out. Um, Mr. Lundgren's right there. He's like, put on the brakes, put on the brakes. You're like, I'm fucking... The fucking uh, brakes are out, dude. And, and so then I uh, twist, the, twist yep. the wheel and get uh, perpendicular yep. to the river. So you stop Stop rolling. the truck. Yeah. The Indian uh, comes in a little bit later uh, on horse, and then he goes and tries to start the other truck. So, because the other truck has brakes and stuff. He goes to try to start it, you know, working on his head in the fucking truck. Fucking... The fucking thing blows his, in his face. The engine? The engine blew his face off. So I got to fuck it. So we're like way up in the mountain, like five, six hours away from the fucking hospital down in Cedar City. Oh so I got to drive him. It's dark, middle of the night. I got the fucking spotlight on. Anyway, so. You got the truck with no brakes hauling this guy to the hospital. Yeah. Six In hours. the middle of the night off the mountain, Indian with his face fucking blown off, right? And he's in pain. Yeah. I can hear him crying. So I take him there. And then who do I see? The fucking Mormon lady. Oh, my God. She's like, you got the job. I was like, I don't want the job. No. I don't want it. No, because you're next. So I fucking woke up in the middle and I got my money. I got my money from Mr. Lundgren. I fucking creeped out, went to the Greyhound station at like midnight and got a bus out of there, dude. Went up to Washington. my God. So anyhow, so 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 the the donuts came from this crazy crazy fucking story. Yeah. You, You took away a donut. Yep. Those are my donuts, and then and so then, then how how does a rabbit come? Well, in? the rabbit is more pedestrian. I my farmer up in um 
up in uh, wherever the fuck I'm from, Palm Springs area. It's got farming rabbits and stuff. And then, but I got prickly pear growing in my front yard. Okay. So I make a prickly pear glaze for my uh, donuts. Mm. I got mm. a mesquite tree. I got a mesquite tree in my yard. So I ground those seeds, roll the rabbit loin, put in the cast iron skillet with peppers, pine nuts, raisins, like a lot of uh, things that would be in a, um, a mole sauce, you know, kind of that Spanish, but uh, Southwest flavor, okay. yeah. that whole thing. Layers, and again, you're layers, building layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If uh, That's what your restaurant should be called, layers. Yeah. Fuck restaurants, man. I right? don't know about that anymore. I think that <laughs> paradigm is over. I think so, too. I think it's over, man. I, You know, all- what I'm doing now yeah. is so much fun. What are you doing now? My just do my personal catering, my personal yeah. chefing thing. Yeah, you know, I got like I do, you know, fourteen to twenty people somewhere in that area. Yeah, with one other person, and it's a it's fucking great, man. We love it. Yeah, I think um, I think I agree with you on on the restaurant thing. I think the um, the casual dining experience is gone. It's gone. Yeah, like like yeah, for sure. And you've seen it. I saw it starting to happen before COVID. COVID, yeah, COVID, COVID forced it. Yeah. But you know, I would say I would say it to my wife, and I would say it to other people that would ask me about doing a restaurant. And I'm like, look, if I do a restaurant, it's going to be an experience. It's going to be small. It's going to be eight, ten seats, and it's not. It's not going to be a, like let's go order from a menu. It's like I'm going to tell you what you're going to have. Yeah. Because the ordering from a menu thing, like we are, we are like a couple years away from just robots bringing everything to the door. We're not. We why we have Netflix and Amazon and everything. There's no reason to go to a CPK or a restaurant no. like that. And you can see all of them have just converted to go to to go business. You yeah, got yeah. Chili's to go, CPK to go. Yeah, like and they're pushing that so heavy. And 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 like, why do you want to go work in a restaurant like that? Getting you you're basic. You're essentially a robot. I know. Everything's printed out. Everything's weighed out. Everything's I down. It, there's no. Like when you have a relationship with with vegetables and and food and the land, like you do, yeah. when you cook food, it's different, yeah. right? It's coming with your soul. It's coming with the soul of this earth, mm-hmm. and, and there's no restaurant that can mm. can recreate that. Nah, I know they can't. So yeah, you absolutely should be a you should live that gig life and go from gig to gig and and share your story and, and yeah. your food that way. I yeah. Think, and and I think I think people are starting to realize that that's also more nourishing, right? Oh my God, it's so, it's the best. Not I mean, it, you know, the agriculture, the whole, you know, there's agra and then there's culture. You mm-hmm. know, there's a certain thing that not only that I get from having personal conversations with my farmers, like I, I I'll shop the farmers market um, Wednesday through Sunday. I'm at pretty much every farmers market every day, depending on who I'm cooking for, what I'm doing mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and I'm talking to those, to my farmers, like uh, they, they'll they plant their beds according to the menus that I'm going to have for wow. that next season. So you're influencing the farm. It's a, it's a symbiotic relationship. Right. I mean, they, they, they grow what they know that I could, well, you can set, do, what yeah, I but could you use. Could do, you could use anything with anything, I feel like. Yeah, vegetables and me, I, octopus. I'd, is it? Nah, is it hard? Fuck <laughs> octopus, dude. Did you ever? Did you see the My Octopus Teacher, that movie? No, but Don't I, did watch you, it. okay. I won't so watch sad. it. But, but they actually just came out and they proved that they're like sentient beings. Yeah, exactly. No, don't eat any octopus, please. For God's sakes, nobody ever again. We should take it off the menus completely. Huh? I think so. Let's, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean, 
What I've, what's I mean I've enjoyed octopus, but I think if if it's really if it's what it is, like maybe we should stop. I think so. More, more than a cow, stopped. like yeah, right? fuck the cows, man. Well, let's okay. So I, <laughs> before we went on the octopus tangent, we were talking about these farms. Is it hard in Palm Springs to because you have a you have a garden at your place, right? Or you did most you, of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Is it hard to grow vegetables in the desert? No, really, no. Not wow. at all. It's great. Really? It's beautiful. As long as you get, uh, you have to amend your soil. Right. So you got to get more organic uh, material in the soil. So do you have to bring that in? That's, I mean, that's not natural there, right? Because it's a desert. Yeah. It's so fun. you're bringing it in. Yeah, but you bring it in through natural, like through my own composting system or okay. vermiculture. And then uh, we have where they uh, compost the palm fronds and uh, the... Uh, yeah, the palm fronds were the right. mesh material and grind it all up, heat it, and make soil out of that. And uh, it works good. It, it's great. We have the salt and sea is the dying sea. I mean, that place is wretched, but um, grow some pretty good stuff out there. Wow. Just because it's... Do you feel Do you feel that the farmer's markets end up being more expensive than a grocery store? Because like the, the people that are hosting the farmers know that they're making so much money that they charge them more for their space. Cause I, so I used to, I actually created the first self-serve frozen yogurt food truck back in the mid two thousands when frozen yogurt was taking off again. Like there was like, there was like the eighties and nineties when TCBY was like the big fucking thing. And I loved it. God, I love TCBY. But then Menchie's and yogurt land blew up. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to make that mobile. And long before I, even thought about being a chef i put yogurt machines on the on this giant ups truck and i put the face of them on the outside and i wanted to do it in california but california has a law because california has had taco carts and food trucks for a long time yeah they had such a generic it was you cannot serve dairy products on a mobile vending unit or self-serve no self-serve dairy products on a mobile vending unit because what it was, they were trying to eliminate sour cream. They didn't want sour cream sitting out and mm. and people helping themselves to sour cream for, like, tacos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but they just made this blanket law. Yeah. Which was like, I had these machines that were inside, but the nozzle was outside. Oh. It was super safe. Yeah. It was clean. But because it was a dairy product and it was self-serve, it was out. Mm. So I took it to Florida, and oh. I opened it in Florida. Nice. But I was so ahead of the curve. People didn't. People just stared at it. They were like, what is this thing? <laughs> And and um, I would I would get these I would, I would go to like farmers markets because yeah. I needed a place to vend yeah yeah and they were like they would charge me so much for my space huh that that it was actually when I broke down the math after a couple of months it would have been cheaper to have a brick and mortar yeah because of how much they were charging me yeah and I've and I've found that with some farmers markets here in L A like you go to the Santa Mar- Santa Monica farmers market. And it's so expensive. I'm like, isn't this supposed to be a thing where like we're cutting out the middleman? Yeah. And we're we're supporting the farm. Yeah. It shouldn't be so expensive, right? No. Do you find that it is? It's not expensive for me, no. No. I, I, I don't But you have different relationships. You probably Yeah, yeah. I don't pay the whatever. I I just they just tell me how much money to give them. I just give it to them. Yeah. I don't even know. I mean they 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 give you the homie discount. Yeah. Yeah, I get I get us, but I I've known him for so so long. Twenty years. How long years. you been in Palm Springs? 
Well, I first went down there in 1998. I was a private chef up in uh, Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska, and uh, he had a place in Indian Wells, uh, California. That's uh, just like yeah zones, one of those zones over there in Palm Springs area, desert cities, and um, yeah, he was the largest private employer in Alaska, and uh, so I just fly with him and his wife and cook for them and their friends and stuff like that. No way. Yeah. In the 90s, in Alaska. 98, 98, 98. yeah. Yeah, in Alaska. That was fun. It's good times. You, I mean, you, like, again, like, fucking we're just rolling in the Bentley, dude. No, you weren't. Fucking, yeah, I was. Really? <laughs> Fuck yeah. A Bentley in Alaska. No, the Bentley was in Indian Wells. Okay. The, the Lincolns were in Alaska and the Mercedes. You, but, but was, again, like, it's just like peeling back a layer after a layer with you. You, like, you, you just grazed over hiking the PCT. Oh, yeah, the PCT. There's only so many people have done that. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a similar trek. It's not similar in the in the way of altitude like Mount Everest is, but it's similar in the way of like it's so long, it's so daunting because it is desert. There's a lot of desert, right? So food is very hard, and you can only carry so much with you, right? Yeah, ten, uh, 10 pounds. Well, usually fifteen pounds fully loaded is like an average pack with water. Yeah, and then yeah, without water, ten pounds. And so you're and that's ultra light hiking. And how many miles is this trail? Uh, 2065, I think. Jesus. Where does it start? Mexico. Mexico? Yeah. El yeah. Campo. El Campo, Mexico? Yeah, El Campo, California. Oh, okay. Okay. But It's, it's so, right there on the border. Right. And it goes fence. And it goes how far up? Oregon? Canada. Canada. Yeah, crosses over into and Canada. you've done the whole thing? I've done... No, I haven't done the whole thing. I did, uh, I did the Canada... I got snowed out up in... During my season, uh, that I hiked, uh... The mountains over here had like 14 feet of snow or something. Couldn't make that pass. So I went up north because I lived up north for a while too. So I had some okay. friends that lived up on the, on the trail, close to the trail. So I went up there and then hiked down as far as I could. And uh, But there was a little spot over by, um, what is it, Yosemite? Yeah. That I couldn't get through. Fuck. So you, but you started at the bottom and you made it all the way up to Yosemite. That's like 1,800 miles. How long? How long were you out there? Uh, I was out there for six weeks. That's pretty good trek. Yeah, that far in six weeks, twenty-four miles a day. Wow! So, in doing that, you, you, were you packing like MRE style food, or or were you more like I'm gonna take my, my good energy food, like your nuts and berries kind of thing, and then find stuff along the way, or like what was your game plan? Uh. Don't just try not to take anything. Uh, go just hitchhike when, whenever you needed to get food. Uh, just get off the trail real quick and get Got back it. on the trail. Uh, try to carry as minimum, just minimal, as light yeah. as yeah. light as possible. Yeah. So you know the noodle thing always works fine. Yeah, hot ramen or whatever. Get well, because that's herb. light when it's dry. Yeah, right? yeah. You carry get quite some a bit herbs from ferns or something from yeah. the surrounding area, depending on where you're at. And then if Put you have some, there. if you have some water, if you have a pot. Yeah. Boil some Always got a pot. Make yeah. coffee. Yeah. Have coffee. Yeah. Coffee's important. Now, like a lot of people sugar's important. The ranch dressing was super important. Ew. Yeah. Really? Ranch dressing. Yeah, there's like twenty three hundred calories in a tablespoon or something. Ah, so oh, okay. That's see, that's fucking smart. Yeah. So you would just like when you're feeling almost like uh like shaky, you're like getting the shakes because you haven't eaten you just a spoonful of ranch dressing. Yeah, just fucking Get dip the fucking 
dry top ramen and the ranch dressing and oh chew that shit that's up. Like a, oh my god, that's actually that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> like people don't think like you. That's what I love about you. I I mean I knew it instantly. Yeah. Um, because most people's most people learned about the PCT when Reese Witherspoon did her her oh, movie yeah, about yeah, it, right? Yeah, and it was yeah. like so groundbreaking. But it's like, yeah. Did when did you watch that movie? Were you like, this is bullshit? I tried to watch it. I got to like five minutes of it, and you were like, "This but, is yeah," because yeah. you've actually done it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking watch fucking Would you ever do it again? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh fuck yeah! I, I like, would fucking live there if I could. I would, I would fucking if it wasn't for Holly, I'd be living on the Pacific Coast Trail right now. Yeah. Fuck this world, man. She keeps she keeps you in. She keeps in me it. in the game. Yeah. Yeah. She keeps she wants me around for some reason. I don't know. She likes your mind. I bet she likes your mind. Yeah. I would I would hike the PCT with you. I think that would be fucking cool. Yeah, probably not. But you wouldn't you wouldn't like me on on the road with you. You wouldn't like me. I mean, people you they can have me at like little spur, you know, little like little increments, like little doses. I'm like a, you know, like a shot of fine mezcal or something, you know. You could drink a couple of them, but you know, third one you're just fucking dizzy and going to pass out. Yeah, but see, I'm the kind of guy that sips on tequila. I can sip on tequila all day and be chill. Nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah, from Fort Myers. Yeah, exactly. It's in my DNA, probably. Yeah. Um, I no, dude, Florida. I could, I could, ha- I could hang with you on that because yeah, I, I would just, uh, I just get excited about like, I get excited about watching you maneuver, and and I learned that like when we went into Master Chef, I had this whole fucking game plan. I was like, I'm not gonna talk to anybody. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna be this. I got my own. Plan. I was so naive, and I think. Th- that actually helped me a lot. I wish I could have been that naive going in this round. Um, but you changed my whole game plan. When I watched you work, I was like, oh, he's maximizing his time differently. He's thinking differently. I was like, I need to think differently now. I was like, this, my whole game plan, and and, and it pushed me. Yeah. And I don't know if you knew that, but like, I was like, okay, I'm going to do more with food yeah. than, I th- th- than I ever planned on doing. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot. That that first season six was good. Yeah. I did a lot with food then. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I remember uh, breaking out the uh, the steam kettle thing. What was it pressure cooker? Yeah, I broke that out and like episode- everyone was like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Everyone was like, "He knows how to use that." Yeah, and then, like three episodes later, everybody's got the pressure that cookers. That was the, that was the first thing I went home and bought was a pressure <laughs> cooker. I was like, I want the exact one. I called that company. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want that, and I got it, yeah, and yeah. I did, and I used it. I used it a lot, but I was like. Oh, this thing's simple. Yeah, I was like, yeah. why weren't we using this? Yeah, we only had totally. an hour. I know. Right? I um, know. That's. I mean, a lot of people, you probably get asked a lot, is the, is the time real? Time's real. Yeah. Yeah. When that clock starts, it's fucking real. Yeah. You get five minutes. You get five extra minutes for to go over the rules and regulations. Yeah. So the time starts. And then stops. And then stops, and then they huddle. And they do that, and yeah, so they do that, uh, for the for the listeners uh, wondering, they do that so because the rules will sometimes give away a challenge, and we don't know what these challenges right. are. Right, yeah, So yeah, they yeah. have to start us, and then do the rules, and the rules are giving away the challenge. So we need to find out what the challenge is before we know the rules. And then we agree to the rules, you know, and then we, and then it starts again. Yeah, it's a little five-minute window. Like, people do not get, it's like, we're like trying to listen to the rules and then also strategize like what we're going to try and make. It's tough. Yeah, it was hard. Um so hold on real quick. So you have the nickname Sweet Pea. Yeah. And you you so when people that don't know like when you hike the PCT there's logs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are yeah. those logs to like let people 
know that you're out there or like those logs are just like an accomplishment or is it like is there a safety thing behind it yeah it's mostly safety for the rangers okay the rangers uh check the logs and see who's out on their trail and you t- in their zone you t- do you time stamp it like down to like the minute or you just put it's the date, date. Just yeah the date. the date yeah yeah and then there's also communication for hikers behind you yeah you know if you're teamed up with somebody okay. i went alone yeah but a lot of People go in groups, which well, makes it more safe. Well, that's the safe thing to do. Yeah. No one would ever say to do that alone. You're That's the crazy part of you. Yeah. So where'd Sweet Pea come from? Well, my grandpa's name nickname was Pee Wee, Pee Wee Lee. And uh, so then I decided to take on the name Sweet Pea Lee. Okay. Because I'm sweet and the whole Sweet Peas in the garden thing, okay. you know. I actually did like one of the dishes in season six. I made a little garden bed on the dish with... Some sweet peas on top and stuff. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. You made me <laughs> cry. The, the softer side of Steven. Um have you Yeah, man. I mean, you're like you're a you're a survivor. Like you I feel like you could be dropped anywhere and make it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Have you ever thought of doing Survivor? The show? No, I have never. I, I'm uh you know, uh, you were just like the one bet. I'm gonna be Master Chef to prove to your son you can make it on TV, and that was it. Yeah, that was it uh, for the most part. Yeah, um, I am a uh, I am a natural uh, I am naturally interesting. Yeah, like I understand that about myself, yeah. and, and there's that sometimes I do enjoy you know like fucking around with people, you know, fucking, you know, like on TV or doing things like that, you know. But uh for I'm for the most part, I'm pretty uh just pretty quiet person. I just, you know, I just do my own thing. I just cook my food, do my my weddings, whatever, my bachelorette parties, yeah, bachelor parties, whatever. You talked about these bachelorette parties a lot. I mean, I mean, is that like it's fun. <laughs> but you it's know. like you you've You've mentioned it a lot. I've heard you say it a lot. Like, I know. Holly says I gotta stop Mitch talking about it. <laughs> but you like it. <laughs> but you like it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I like it too much. It's gonna get weird, she said. <laughs> she said, I don't wanna look weird. I better stop talking about bachelorette parties. Well guys I mean, guys aren't supposed to be at the bachelorette party unless That's what sh- makes it so fucking incredible. Right. And it's me. <laughs> Like, I'm the worst guy you could possibly have there, but you have me cooking. It's so ironic. It is I can't very ironic. Fucking, like, like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. These, like, beautiful girls yeah. fucking coming out of the swimming pool. I was like, oh, my God. Is it hard to stay focused? No, I just focus. I don't look. I'm just not even there. I don't look at them, nothing. I'm just concentrating on my job. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You are a wild man. You're a wild... Yeah, you are the last... Like, you would think I would be cooking the bachelorette parties. No? I know. It's fucking... You got me doing it, man. You know what I did? I did a divorce party once. Fuck. (laughs) That would be good. That's the opposite. I know. It was like... It was like... Can make some money on that one. It was 10 women celebrating this lady's divorce. Dude, isn't that the craziest? I know. And I took my wife... (laughs) Yeah. Which, which is kind of like rubbing it in. It's like salt in an open wound. Nah, I know. Oh. But we love them. I love them. I love we women. Do. Yeah. You know, Holly's keeping you in the game. We don't. Want yeah. You, we don't want you just living out on the PCT. No. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I need to cook. The world needs your food. Yeah. And farmers and I have such a great time going to the farmers market every day, getting my food, cooking it for some people. You know, a lot of people. Palm Springs is 
bustling right now. Yeah. A lot of people are coming there, you know, so. Well, and it's small. I cooked. Yeah, I went it's out to, small, yeah. I cooked for DJ Snake out in Palm Springs. He was performing at Coachella, and he rented a house. I was there for a week, and it was wild. It was hot. Yeah, it's hot during the Coachella. My God. Coachella times. I, dr- I left the marina. Yeah. The marina is 75 degrees. I got out there. It's like 106, 110. All my tires went flat on my car. Oh, yeah. It was a change in temperature. So yeah. That was a big hiccup. That was difficult. Yeah. Um, they uh. only hired me for they hired me for breakfast and dinner. And then they... The first dinner. Cooking for... Have you cooked for any musicians? Yeah. It's... It's... Tough. I mean, I'm a, I mean, I'm a musician. I know. Fucking and, 30 vegans, usually. Yeah, so Snake wasn't that, but the first night, they they landed super late. We did... The first night, we did dinner at 10.30 at night. Yeah. And the then fuck? And then they wanted breakfast the fucking next morning. Madonna's, man. <laughs> and then... I wasn't supposed to do lunch, and they like they were like surfing my Instagram. They're like, "We want this for lunch," and I'm like, "Fuck!" Like I, I wasn't prepared for lunch, and so now I'm doing lunch. So it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then, and you know, we're fresh off MasterChef. I'm I'm stoked about doing the beef Wellington. Like I've practiced it enough that I'm like I'm I'm gonna start cooking this for clients. I'm gonna try, and so I told Snake on his last night I would do beef Wellington for the whole crew. You know, and it's like six eight people. And uh, he's uh, he's performing that last night, right? And so I'm thinking they're going to eat before he goes and performs. Nope. Uh, <laughs> they're, like, about to leave the house. I'm, like, prepping. I'm, like, I'm getting ready. It's, like, 6.30, and his barber comes in and is, like, yo, we're about to head out. Um, he's, like, do you need anything, you know? And I'm, like, wait, I was, like, what do you mean you're about to head out? Like, we're about to have dinner. He's like, "Oh no, we're gonna eat. We're gonna eat after." I'm like, "Why am I finding out from the barber that we're doing dinner after?" Yeah. I'm like, "What? What time is that gonna be?" Yeah. It's Coachella. Yeah. Snake is the headliner. Yeah. After? Yeah. Dude, I served. I served beef Wellington. Yeah. Was that the night you fucking called me about the fucking beef Wellington? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck you doing, man?" I needed some advice. Ah. <laughs> uh, I served the beef welling at 3.30 a.m. Oh, man. That's fucking classic. I went back to that's the... That's what ho- I'm talking about, man. Musicians. Th- that's the hard part about musicians. Fucking and they suck, man. I, you know, I, I, I don't think they suck because I get it. Because it's like when you when you started as a musician, like when I first started playing... Yeah, that's when they got to eat. That's when they got to eat. Well, it's more this. It's, a, it's whatever age they started becoming successful... Or, or it's more like whatever they started playing music, yeah. Whatever that age was, yeah. And then they become successful. That's the age that they know. So it becomes a lot of I want it right now. It because it's the music is not really like it's tangible. Like when we're listening to it, but we don't. You can't physically see it. So th- they're constantly creating, constantly creating, and then they get hungry and they go, I want it now. Yeah. And that's really what the musician mindset is. I want it right now. Because they don't clock in anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's no clocking in. Mm-hmm. There's no... The, the time frame is maybe when you go on stage, but it's just like a comedian. You're on stage for an hour, maybe. Yeah. You know? I know. So there, yeah. it's it's very... A lot of very last minute. Yeah. A lot of very, I want it right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was, that was crazy. I went back to the hotel. I was like, text me when you're on your way. And then I was just like, I set an alarm for one. I woke up at one. I didn't have a text. I set an alarm for two. 
I didn't have a text. I went back to the house. I was just, I fell asleep on the couch. I got this text at like 2.50. They're like, we're 20 minutes out. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I popped them in the oven. Yeah. And then I made breakfast and I left the I left yeah. the bill with breakfast in the oven. Nice. <laughs> Rode out. What's it like being being a chef as a dad? You know, like do your kids are like they really like eating your food or <laughs> no? Uh, you fucked him. You don't I'm cook, not for him. cook for this fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> They're growing up, man. They go find their own food somewhere. Yeah. Well, before they were grown up, like, like yeah, when- no, you know what the story was? I came down from. Uh, I had my son. He we were living up in the farm in uh, in the northwest, and uh, <laughs> well, you know, I was a private chef. I ended up in Indian Wells, where I fucked this girl, got her pregnant. She got had my son. I took her up to the farm in the northwest, and uh, and there was no plumbing or nothing. It was we used outhouse, and she wasn't cool with that. She was from Palm Springs, so she. Uh, she hi- We spent a couple years up there. I had my yeah. son up there for a couple years. She hot-tailed it back down here and uh, with my son. So I had to come back down to Palm Springs. And then I saw a school that I was going to and the food that they were feeding them. And yeah. I said, no way. no way. This isn't happening. So I made myself in charge of the food at the school. Look Fucking, at you. Yep. I, I got surrounded by about 15 Mexican women who wanted to, like, Stick me with the pitchforks because I was taking Change. away tortillas uh, from the menu. Shit. <laughs> Fuck, dude. That was a mistake. I should have just let him have corn tortillas. I was getting rid of the flour tortillas. I was getting rid of all the sugar, all getting all the salad dressings, all that stuff. I was making it from scratch. Got the farmers coming, dropping fr- produce off at the food. Organic. It's wow. great. It's beautiful. Yeah. Lettuce, loving it. strawberries, asparagus. I'm taking the kids to the farmer's market that I started so they could have somewhere to go for field trips. Did that whole thing. They're eating asparagus by the time I'm gone artichokes they're having fruits and stuff like that and that's like when it you know that was that's 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 what the food means for kids yeah cooking their birthday cakes like, yeah and shit thanksgiving and all that stuff so after master chef i went back to my high school astero high and chef jeremy jasper was running a culinary program there and he's got the herb gardens in the in the mm. in the room and they're growing and and he's like, we're getting ready to do all these crops out in the back. There's like all this land. And he talked the principal into like growing crops. And he's like, my goal is to hopefully grow enough that we can supply the school with vegetables for at least a certain amount of time of the year. Yeah, yeah, totally. But like you, you think about all these schools and all, like the roof of every school. Yeah. Like what if you turn that into a farm? Yeah. Or a, or some some sort of garden yeah. and supplement. Like why aren't we doing stuff like that? Because right? Americans are lazy fucking bastards, man. That's why it just doesn't happen. You no. know how many farm? You know how many those farms I put in school in my area alone? There's like six schools that I put beds in yeah. and got the teachers and everybody's. They're gung ho. They'll go do it for about three weeks and then they give up and then that's it. That's it. Forget it. Damn. Yeah. It's a, It's how do you compete with fast food? How do you compete with this? You know, nobody wants. So whatever. It is hard, but it's like. But the longevity and the and the nourishment, like that's that should be what the competition is, right? Like you can prove that. I know. You can, and it tastes so good. It does. The taste glyconutrients. Different. It's like the glyconutrients are just like that's where the taste is. It's like when the dates, you know, the date a date is so good for you. Okay. It has so many healing properties, and why? Because it's ripened on the vine in the sun yeah, for in the sun. 
for a long time. Yeah. And, and it, it just, the concentration of flavors, the concentration of like those sugars and then it turned into like fucking magical things happen inside your body yeah. when you eat good food. Yeah. Fucking like you, you can see the difference, you know, yeah. you, you can feel the difference. You eat something, you eat, you go to the farmer's market, you eat vegetables and stuff. You're feeling great. You go to McDonald's and have a Big Mac. You're like, oh, what did I do? Yeah. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? Right. Oh, fuck, man. Um, well, speaking of food, you want to play a little game? Fuck yeah. I got a little, I got, we're going to do a little, uh. Am I gonna be able to eat the food? Yeah. All right. Good. That's, That's a little cool. blind taste test. We're gonna oh. we're gonna quiz your vegetable knowledge. Okay. Let's and your palate. All right. <laughs> you up for it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here, take the headphones off real quick and throw that on. Okay. All right. Let's start with an easy one. Here we go. Okay. I really think you should get this. Okay. All right, open up. Uh, ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what is it? Fennel. No, shut up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, give me some more. <laughs> For real? Open up. No looking. Oh, no looking. I thought, oh, open up. I thought you meant open my eyes. Open your mouth. Open my mouth. Good thing you can't see anyway. Uh, Come on. Karabi? Carrot. Carrot. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's what it tastes like, carrot. <laughs> well, I thought that was going to be the easy one. Not. All right. Um, man, okay, let's see this one. This one. You want some water? You want to clean your palate? I'm like, carrot, what do you, I don't know. <laughs> There's a there's a water right in front of you if you want to reach out for All it. Right. So, all right, here we go. I'll take my chances. Taking chances. Next one. All right. All right, open up. Open my mouth. Yeah. Right. Not your eyes. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. I think you'll get this one. Can I have a little more? <laughs> of course. Open up your mouth. Okay. Is good. It's one of my favorites. I like it. Yeah. Give me a guess. I need a little bit more. <laughs> See, here's the problem is I think Steven's fucking with me right now. <laughs> Wipe your chin. <laughs> Chiody squash? Kumquat. Kumquat. Oh, that's close. <laughs> Wait, is that close? Yeah. <laughs> Man, Steven, you're 0 for 2. That's all right. That's all right. Open up. Okay. Mm. Not too crazy about that one. <laughs> what do you think it is? Mm. Give me a guess. Um, onion? Bell pepper. Bell pepper. Shit. <laughs> well, I guess this is harder than... Uh, it's very hard. Than we thought. All right, this is the one I'm embarrassed about. Oh, no. But I, it's not bad. I just... All the others were fresh. I got this one out of a can. Oh, dear. I apologize. Oh, it's, my it's God. It's low sodium. Oh, my God. All right, open up. 
Jeez. Yeah. Well, you got the canned bees, right? Hey. hey, hey. 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 Yeah. All right, let's clean your palate with this one. I don't think you're getting Dude, it. I don't. Th- you're going to give me more? You done? Fuck yeah, I'm done. All right, he's done. <laughs> I'm kind of shocked at the outcome there. Yeah. Well, I'm a shocking person, so. <laughs> Lots it, of shocking. It's different when you take your vision out of it, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't see what you're putting in your body? No. Man, Steven, um, again, you are a layer... You are a layered book. You, there's so much about you. Um, I feel like we could go forever. Hold on. I th- we're gonna Did you mention? Uh, uh, yeah, you'll win. You you got one right. Oh, I'm gonna get that. Yeah. Oh, that's I, I was supposed to win something. <laughs> I was playing for something. Yeah, you were playing for an epic mega cookie. Oh my god! Don't worry. You're gonna. You I'll w- still get it. You got the peas right, so okay. you still got it. Oh, good. You're leaving with that. Okay. Uh, you mentioned to me. Running from the federales in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how are you in that situation? How are you How are you down in Mexico? I'm assuming you were hitchhiking. <laughs> I'm assuming you were hitchhiking. Yeah. But the federales in, in Mexico will just pull you over for money. They've done it to my parents. Yeah. They, I was on the beach, so they couldn't pull me over. But, yeah. What were you doing? They, uh, well... <clears throat> Okay, the planet, our planet has certain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just goes back to our, our planet. There's these certain energy lines that flow through the planet, right? Okay. okay. And in Rosarito Beach, we had a convergence of these energy lines. And, and so I was in, like I was saying, I was doing uh, Tai Chi and meditation. And, uh, Did you have clothes on? Yeah, yeah I had clothes on. Okay. When I got arrested, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got arrested. They caught you. Yeah, they caught me. Yeah, they had me at gunpoint, hold me down. Okay, yeah. sorry, I jumped ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, so these energy lines. So I go down there because uh, I want to uh, kind of, you know, I'm. You're, trying, you're feeling spiritual. Yeah. You want to connect with the, with the energy. Yeah. The earth. Yeah. And practice and all do that my whole thing. And so I'm doing. So anyway, I, I took a like for playtime. I just break out my nunchucks and stuff and and playtime. <laughs> So I, was out, so I was just doing that on the beach, you know, not paying attention, just, well, paying attention, but, you know, just to what I'm doing. And I, these, but then I saw the corner of my eye, these three guys coming up on me. So I didn't get them. I didn't get the dump trucks out <laughs> fast fit, enough. Fast enough. They came on would me you too have, quick. Would you hit these guys yeah, with dump trucks? No, fuck no. no. I wasn't going to hit anybody with them. I was just. Being Bruce Lee, you know, oh just God. doing that thing. Okay. Doing it on the beach, you know, with the t- waves hitting your ankles and stuff, trying to stay on balance and stuff like that. Yeah, but so so they had me at gunpoint, had me down on the beach. Basically, I was praying for my life. Yeah, I bet. And I, I showed them my California ID. They, they didn't, didn't care. They didn't. It wasn't impressive to them. No. So then I told them, I, I'll go. I'll leave right now. I, you let me go, I will they just go. Money. Did you offer money? Uh, they probably could tell that I wasn't. Didn't have I, any? Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, there was no money to be gotten from me. I was just, I would think I was like 18, 19, maybe. Oh, wow. So I was just down there. Yeah, so I haven't been to Mexico since, actually. I still, are you on a list or are you just like, I'm not going there? No, I'm just not going. And and I could go. Yeah, lots changed. I have family there, stuff now. And so, you know, lots changed, but I just haven't been. Yeah, that was fun. 
That was interesting. And that's what actually, that's what how I got up to Cedar City. I left Mexico okay. and was hitchhiking and, and, and made it up to Cedar City. What took you down to Mexico? Oh, right. The, the, energy, the lines. energy lines. Yeah. How did you find out about that at 19? Like, there wasn't the internet. No. That was, yeah, so that, that takes us back up to a, <laughs> to Washington State when I was uh, when I was a punk rocker living, and I, I kind of live on the streets, you know, sorority houses, wherever I could, you know, find a place. And you have a thing. You have a thing with like all girl situations, bachelor yeah. parties, sorority houses. Yeah, I love women. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I try to put myself in the center of them. Yeah. Wherever women are, I just try to implant myself. Somewhere in their vicinity. Okay. Good things usually happen <laughs> when I do that. Okay. So, <laughs> as long as you're feeding them, right? Yeah, feeding. So, uh, so I'm at Cowan Park. I'm, you know, hanging out at Cowan Park, and I see this guy doing Tai Chi. Okay. And so I'm interested. I ask him what he's doing. He's a uh, he's living on the street. He's living under the bridge. You know. I'm like, cool. He's like a little yoga guy living under the bridge. You know. So uh, he talks. He starts talking about these energy lines and and uh supernatural powers and stuff like that and i was like dude i could use that on the girls so i was like fuck yeah <laughs> so I could, so he the, goes all the motivation <laughs> in the world that's all we needed yeah. if, if it gets us the girls we're gonna do it let's do it that's it yeah so uh so he was going down to mexico so i was like fuck it i'll go down i'll check it out so i went down how much older was this guy than you uh he was a lot older. He was yeah. probably in his thir- late thirties, forties. So you didn't something care like that. that he was living under a bridge. You were just, you were like, dude, this cool. This guy's cool, man. He was cool. Yeah, he was all right. He was doing tai chi. He was practicing uh, like Chinese medicine. He was doing the yijing, and uh, he was doing, you know, it was like it was a whole philosophy of life. I think he just got out of prison or something. He was like trying to turn himself around. Yeah, he was actually probably really happy doing all that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think. I think he was. I don't think we have to have all this stuff to be happy. You know, like no. <laughs> there's these, there's this, there's this median down by where I live on Venice Boulevard. It's a, it's a median, and it's filled with tents and people, and they're just, and it, it gets bigger every day. And it's getting nicer. Like, I swear there's a table from, like, uh, Restoration Hardware in the middle of this median. And they all, they're, like, sitting at it. They're having a good time. One guy's got a cell phone. He was, like, selfing. And they're just, like, living in the median. I know. And they're just happy. Uh, yeah. And some people some people are happy that way. Yeah. It's weird. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Not all of them, but some of them. Perhaps. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's, yeah, it's hard. It but is hard. So fucking living you, in a median. Uh, <laughs> living in a median. Yeah. It's a weird thing to say. It's a weird thing to think about. Yeah. But if you're if you're you know, if you're like that guy doing doing Tai Chi and yoga and meditating and uh herbal medicine and that's okay, so behind the scenes a lot of people don't know when we were going from, you know, episode to episode at the hotel room to the studio you carried this giant fucking bag around. Dude, I know, yeah. Had this big bag. Had you got, all my stuff in there. Yeah, but stuff like... <clears throat> like... Like, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, there was... Like, it's my bug-out bag. Is that what that was? Yeah, You basically. just felt like bugging out every day? No, but you had... Like, what, what was in there? Like, what was all in this thing? Like, Because it, yeah. it smelled funny. 
I had all my herbs. I had like essential oils. A lot of like, for me, like that. I find uh, being um, surrounded by people and buildings and whatever. I find sometimes I find it very oppressive. Yeah. You know, I, I'm more, I'm a very outdoor person. You like the open I, air. I, I'm, I get claustrophobic, you know. And if I don't have, like, little things from my life to bring me back, ah. Ah, okay. then then it makes it that much harder. So I was, you know, we're, we're locked down yeah. for, you know, however long we're on the show. Yeah. For, for me, we were practicing quarantine before it was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... I brought, you know, art, all my, like, some art stuff. Yeah, you did have, you had, like, did you have, like, charcoal and stuff in there? Charcoal, drawing my pictures of my plates I was going to make. I had my ginseng, my go-to-cola, my deer antler. Deer antler. My ants, my little little ants I would eat and all kinds of You were eating ants. Yeah. Backstage. For energy. For energy. You, yeah, that's good, man. There could have been just one camera that followed you around and give it a whole different show. Yeah, that was yeah, it was a good. Sh- I know I was. It's very entertaining. It was fun when I'm when I'm uh, you're like you're, when it's time to play. When it's time, there's to no do reality. Something to do it. There's no reality competition show contestant out there that was eating ants for energy without anyone knowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there might have been people on like Joe Rogan's like Fear Factor that were getting dared to eat them, but you were just. I need a boost. I'm going to eat an ant. <laughs> yeah. I know. But there are things, bugs, I've been saying bugs are going to be on menus here. I mean, they already are starting, but it's going to be a big thing. I mean, grass uh, grasshoppers are a huge sustainable source of protein. Yeah, it could be right? like the next mandate or something. Fucking, <laughs> fucking mandate you to grasshoppers, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy grasshopper flour yeah, on, I know. on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a thing. People, it's just sustainable. It makes sense. <laughs> I know. Man, Steven. Okay. So other than this season of MasterChef, what else you got going on? You're, you got your catering business, Palm Springs. Yeah, just cooking up a storm, doing yep. my thing, enjoying the warm weather, you know, just living life, getting uh, holly, just, just loving my wife and loving life and just trying to do the deal, you know, just yeah. make it happen. That's it. That's yeah. all. What else is there? Just yeah. Just purpose driven. Just do the best, man. Cook the best. Yeah. I admire your connection with food, your relation. Yeah. With it. Thank and how you. you and I how appreciate you that. It. I think that's special. I think that. I think that that might not be something that fully comes across watching MasterChef. So nah. I hope. Not at all. I hope that people listening get to think about their relationship with food differently. Yeah. Based off of you know how you approach food and your experience. For um, sure. Like Anything it. else you want to share? Any any other stories we're missing? <laughs> I mean, shit, we've we've I know. covered the gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll co- I'll, this doesn't have to be a one and done thing, no, you know. It could all. be. It could. We could. I got so much stories, man. You're, I could tell you. I got so many. I got dude. I got so many stories. I got. I can make you cry. I could. <laughs> I could scare you. I could make you laugh. I could. Yeah, I have. I got it all, dude. I bet. Yeah. All so, right, well, and I look forward to coming back and talking more about it. Maybe, uh, maybe f- when it, you know, when yeah. the yeah. show airs or something, you know. You are you are more than welcome anytime. Yeah. I'll let you know every time I get these cameras set up, and if yeah. you want to come chat, you come chat. Nice. I know it's a drive, but uh, it's not a bad drive. Take the two ten. Yeah. There was a fire on the side of the freeway on the way here, so I 
was hoping they put that out on the way back. <laughs> yeah. Fucking I hope so fire too. department. Oh, man. I look All forward right. to it then, man. Okay. Thank you. Yep, yep. Thanks I, for having me out. I, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah. yeah. I love you, man. I, love I, anytime you I can have you on, that'd be great. Love you too, man. All, All right, right, man. Keep me posted. I will. Thank you. Bye. And action.